What it do, baby? What it do? Welcome to the, what, 13th episode, right, Gwen? Wow, I think 13th. so. <laughs> As you know, I'm with Gwen. She's the only one with me, unfortunately. I mean, not unfortunately. But <laughs> How you feeling, Gwen? Um, happy Hispanic Heritage Month, um, and also happy October as well. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I'm super excited. Um, October has started off really well. Um, having a pretty good day. So yeah, I'm pretty, pretty good. Happy the Hispanic Heritage Month. We have like a few more days left, like two more weeks. So I'm excited to keep on celebrating. Yeah. It's so weird that Hispanic Heritage Month is in two months. It's like half of September, half of October. It's like, that's really weird. We it's need like, to. Give, that's why. Yeah. Well, that's special. <laughs> <laughs> That's understandable. I guess black people, we just uh, get the 28 days. Shortest month. <laughs> <laughs> the shortest month of the year. But it's all right, though. It's okay. So because it's Hispanic Heritage Month, we have two special guests. And when I tell you these two special guests, they are the bomb. They are the gulliest. They are the coolest people that I know you know, like they're just hella cool. So I would like to <laughs> introduce TV show, The Cooligans. They have a TV show on um, Fubo TV. And they're also hosts of NYC FC at home. Let's give a round of applause for The Cooligans! <laughs> Whoa, what is good. Hell of an uh, intro right there. Yeah, man. Yeah, where, Kwame, where were you in high school, man? Yeah, I, I was a dork. Nobody called me cool. It's crazy. <laughs> walking into the dance, I'm like, Kwame, go into the thing as I'm walking into the dance. Let them know. Also, where's the extension cord for my smoke machine? <laughs> man, I try to, I, you know, I have to do great intros because I feel like when you have, like, guest on your show you have to make them feel comfortable and make them feel like they're like not make them feel but they are great you know so i appreciate you both for coming through um of course the cooligans is uh alexis guerreros and Kristen polanco um and yo how y'all guys feeling right now how you feeling good i mean yeah like like we uh like gwen said uh, and kwame you said uh you are in the middle of hispanic heritage month yeah we are across two months just it just shows how diverse the hispanic community is it can't it, one month is not you know clear enough to 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 really display the the how how colorful the the hispanic community uh can be so that's also you could try as hard as you want. You can't even stop Hispanic Heritage Month from crossing a border. Okay, that's how we do. Okay, guess what? Here's my sandwich. Wow, what a mic drop! Drop the sandwich. Cross the border from September to October, <laughs> and then I got my sandwich. <laughs> Unbelievable. Oh, man. 
shit. Oh, man. I can't. This is great. Oh, man. Uh, yes, Alexis. Just so people are aware, before it really, things get really out of hand. Uh, obviously, we are both stand-up comedians uh, from New York. And uh, yeah, so just so, uh, we're going to be quite silly today. This episode is going to be a little bit different than the other 12, I promise. <laughs> yeah. So and, much. So and much if you're allowed to continue after this one, it's probably going to be different than the next 12. <laughs> Well, I hope this is not our last episode and we can continue. Um, so speaking about being comedians and being from New York, and I know that, Alexis, you're not really from New York, from Newark, right? Yeah. Did yeah. I say that correct? No. Uh, it's, oh, pro- it's pronounced Newark, N-O-R-K. Uh, oh, Newark. And you know, it's funny. I was talking to somebody yesterday, and I was like, and they're like, where are you from? And I'm like, Newark. And they're like, north of what? And I'm like, Newark. I'm like, there's a K, and they go Newark, and I was like, I didn't say that. Uh, that's in Delaware, but yeah, I'm from I'm from Newark, but I don't claim to be a New Yorker, like born and raised. That's not me. I'm I'm very proud to be from Newark. I'm busting my hump trying to make Newark proud of me, and trying to help every kid that's growing up in that situation in a city like Newark and thinks there is no hope to get out. That there is, and that not only is there hope to get out, but you have. You have something special because you're from a city like that, because you had to go through the things you, you had to go through. Use it as, a, as an advantage in the future. Use it as, as, as like this hidden secret. You know what I mean? So that's, that's what I'm hoping to do. So I'm very proud to be in New York. I always knew New York was where the comedy industry was and, and, right. and entertainment industry. So it's like I, maybe you could make it still being in Newark now with like, you know, Instagram just pop it like you could be anywhere you want. But um, when I was coming up, you had to be in a city like New York. And I've always wanted to live here. My cousins lived here. I used to spend like three, four five days a week here because my mother worked five jobs. So she couldn't pick me up till like 1130. So I just go hang out my cousins who lived in the Lower East Side and then later on Flatbush and Jackson Heights. So like I I knew the subway by the time I was like 10 and I did. I only knew English by the time I was nine. So like. Wow. Yeah, I mean, it, to me, New York is a part of my life growing up, but dead ass, I'm, I'm, I'm from Newark. <laughs> That's what's up. And I know that you are a, a Cuban-American. Well, well, Cuban, right? Yeah. Cuban. Cuban-American. Yeah, Cuban-American. yeah. I was born okay, here. Okay. Yeah. Born here. Okay, okay. Cuban-American. But you know how we do. Like, if somebody says, like, where are you from? You don't say, like, the United States of America. Hell, son. We have a European fan in our uh, Gully Squad chat that's like, why do you Americans? Because Christian said he's Dominican and I'm Cuban. Right. But we're both born here. And he was like, why do you Americans always do that? And I'm like, yeah, I'm Cuban when I'm in America. When I'm in Cuba, I'm American. When I'm in Europe, I'm yeah. American. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a thing. You know, people in other countries don't like um, the United States is weird that way. Where I we we were having kind of a serious conversation, not to get too serious so so quickly, but there is something when you are when you're not white, and depending on what part of the country you are in, you people don't assume that you are American. That is like. That is just how it is. So you have to, especially in New York, where hot with, with with the level of diversity, uh, it it isn't. We know, like, if you grew up, uh, predominantly, you grew up a minority in New York, and somebody asks you where you where, where are you from, they're not asking you what neighborhood you live in. They're asking you what is your 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 background, your ethnic background, and it's and depending on who is asking, it's not an offensive question, right? right. But when it, you 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 might be in Middle America somewhere else, they ask you that you're like, okay, I know I'm well, I'm from 
I'm from New York, you know, I know I need to exactly make it clear uh, sort of where, where I uh, where I stand or whatever. So uh, but yeah, I mean, obviously, it's getting serious too fast. Hello, my name is Christian, everybody. <laughs> no, really good. No, I appreciate that because I feel like a lot of people <clears throat> just think that, oh, you know, um, a lot of people don't ask where you're from or ask like where what part of like the, where where it is your family from and stuff like that. So I, I just feel like that's so true, and especially you know I, I claim to be two point five Spanish, right, Gwen? Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm from where? You know that country. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, just because you know I'm around a lot of um, Hispanics, and I just feel like you know I just try to learn the the culture and i love learning new cultures too as well but um i also I, think like and and i've i've gotten i've gotten pushback because when you're from this area it's like where are you from is like a very different question like yo where are you from like that's okay like if i met gwen i'd be like yo where are you from right is latino oh yeah from where like that's not a to me and, and maybe it's just me but like i've been asked that question a million times and generally it's someone interested in my culture or maybe has something to share like cuban oh dude i grew up with a cuban family next to me and like there's like a all of a sudden we're expanding our community you know what i mean by having that conversation i asked someone well, i was with a group of reporters from around the country and someone like i cover florida and the other person's like i cover chicago and the other person next to me um who's an asian woman wasn't like as involved in the conversation i go oh and where are you from and she's like excuse me i'm like whoa i mean like Boston, you know, <laughs> I'm mean, like, where do you cover? And she goes, oh, because the other question is disgusting. I'm like, yeah, it is. I mean, not in New York, but everywhere else. Like, I could see where, like, if you're the one person who isn't like every, like when I was in Ohio, when you, one time I went to Ohio, I was in a McDonald's waiting in line and I was the only person there with black hair. Everyone else had brown hair. Everyone was very fair skin and the people, the employees, everyone, no one had black hair. And I was like, I've never stood out for just my hair. You know what I mean? <laughs> I was like, I could see why here, if someone says where you're from, that means you're not one of us. So I could see yeah. that. Yeah, no, absolutely. That's absolutely. True. That's different. Yeah, it also kind of like, like you guys said, it depends. So for example, if for me personally, if another minority asks me, I say El Salvador. But to be fair, if like a white person asks me, I'm like, oh, I'm from Williamsburg, Brooklyn. Yeah, and then yeah. when they hit you with the no, but where are you from? <laughs> yeah. I just told you I was born in New York, but then it's yeah. like my parents are from El Salvador. Yeah. So uh -huh. I hit them with that and they're like, okay, yeah. And it's like, oh, now it makes sense to you. That's yeah. Like, Williamsburg, <laughs> but where are you really from? Yeah. South Fifth. <laughs> I mean, like, but where's your family from? The fifth floor. How <laughs> far you want to go? <laughs> yeah, look, I, when, when it comes to this stuff, I know sometimes people may feel um, uncomfortable with it, but it's like context is important, right? It's like if you if you are a white person and you and you you're speaking to a, a Hispanic person, a black person, that that question of where you where are you from may not hit the same exact way right. so it, it like the the it, it's it's helpful to be a bit more direct and say like oh what's your ethnic background or what's your family from or something like that like that is it, it shows sort of like the cultural awareness of like that can be like a you know look it can be a microaggression and even though those like 
it, th- those are very real. I feel like it's a little different for New Yorkers because like our whole life is microaggressions. Uh, our, our life is like aggression, aggression, right? So we are like a little bit more prepared for, for a lot of this stuff. But, you know, that that's just a, a reality. Like, I, you know, I grew up in Brooklyn, uh, in Sunset Park, Brooklyn. Dominican uh, uh, immigrant parents, uh, uh, the, you know, Sunset Park is predominantly uh, Mexican, uh, Puerto Rican and, and, and Asian. And there is a, a, a certain sense of like, uh, I, I, re- I mean, it took me it wasn't until really uh, till college that I was like around people that didn't look like me. Mm-hmm. And 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 I, I, I knew I had to be uh i had to adjust and i had to adapt and that was like if if there's a survival instinct especially coming from an immigrant family you know you know like you gotta blend in as much as possible don't don't get don't let anyone get mad at you just uh, try to try to adapt as soon as possible and i and i think that's what uh it, it definitely helps it, you know in your professional life and things like that where you have to you know they call it code switching and and being like talking one way in a professional environment talking one way with family and friends and things like that so it's there's a certain level of 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 acumen that that we all sort of get even and we don't even we're not trying to do it but we, we're trying to, to adapt and survive and we become a little bit better at it yeah no absolutely and i think being from new york helps a whole lot without a doubt you see so much like you said so much diversity from different places from different countries and we're like oh i mean you know i've seen a lot of russian people like i've seen a lot of ukrainian people like i've seen a lot of um dominican or puerto rican or or cuban or or el salvadorian so it's like or or like you know trinidad and tobagan or or bayesians or it's like you know it's like we we see so much diversity where we're like oh that's this is cool something that's different but if we could be like 13 years old and we're invited to our trini friends backyard barbecue or whatever and we're like slay them you know when we <laughs> we understand you know what i mean like we get we're just more exposed like especially amongst like and and that's what's so that's what's kind of frustrating about the the terms that like sometimes they use for us like the latino vote it's like uh, fam that you know it's just a bunch of countries that speak spanish sometimes we're a little different y'all like i never agree with the 99 percent of the stuff cubans do you know what i mean when it comes to <laughs> politics but like to say like we got to sure up the latino vote it's not just because you put an ad in spanish that we're all going to agree and like the idea that like some you know some latinos are more conservative than others some latinos are more progressive than others some latinos are, their country is going through a much different situation than others it's like we're all very different so i need to have that conversation with someone in front of me who i just met who i'm getting along with that is Latino. I need to find out, yo, where are you from? And then have that conversation of like, oh, how long have you been here? Oh, damn, yo, you first generation. Yo, I was first generation. Like, that's a part of the culture of meeting people. And especially I grew up around like a very wildly Caribbean neighborhood. So like if if I said Wagwan to a Bayesian, they'd be like, don't talk to me like that. You know what I mean? Like, I, I like I need to know where you're from. Like, let me see what flag is wrapped around your bike handle. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so I can have this so conversation. True. Like, that's a like it, and that's why for us, I think it's so much more significant to, especially amongst Latinos, because there's so many. It's like, let's go to Uruguayan bakery, let's go to an Argentinian restaurant, like let's go to a you know, a Salvadoran spot. Like those are or Salvadorian, if you want to say, <laughs> uh, which we we'll call it. Like those are those are like it's like it's a cool diversity that we have, even in the defined group of Latinos or Hispanics. 
Yeah, no. And I think going back to your topic of voting, right? I think a lot of people are like, oh, the Latino vote and, and all this good stuff. Like, what's the... So, of course, if you don't know, we do have a initiative called Power the Vote that myself and Gwen co-founded and pushed out to um, youth to be educated and our supporters to be educated and empowered to, to vote. And I think, you know, a lot of minority communities don't like to vote because they're like, F this, like, who are these people? Are they really going to fight for us, really? And so my question to you is, why is it so important to vote, especially for POCs and, and people of color? Well, I think you're uh, even for me where where I've been, you know, you get jaded uh, with with the political uh, process. But I think that in the last couple of years, seeing so many uh, progressive candidates, obviously, and, and the Bronx's own AOC, right? Like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, we got to meet, which is also crazy. Uh, <laughs> we it, it's, there's it, it's people like that that to me are so uh who can break break past being jaded it, it makes me excited again about uh seeing that there are people that genuinely care about their constituents and and that there's practical things that you can do uh to actually help them right i mean we see the the her challenging uh the sort of the status quo in in washington and, and then you know get, seeing another latino like fight for us, you know, and, and quite literally uh, and deal with, you know, we always we mentioned the story like we we met her and uh, we saw her at, at LaGuardia Airport. She was just walking by uh, and she we, we took a photo with her, which was super cool. But then she retweeted the photo. And then that's when I sort I immediately realized, like, man, this woman is so courageous because the level of attacks and and trolls and we were tagged. We were in the tweet. And we're seeing like, uh, you know, you're a communist, you're a socialist. Why would you take a photo with her? Like all the, I'm like, yo, I can't, I can barely handle this. And she deals with this a, a million times worse every single day. So th that's what makes me realize, like, man, they, there is, there, there's so many roadblocks. There are so many people that don't want things to change, it, whether it's like, they're just a, a, a afraid of something or, um, or they're just comfortable with other people's suffering I, I don't know what it is but the fact that there are people that are fighting that obviously the black lives matter protests uh, all these things have, have made me more inspired to to uh, to donate to help any way we can like the the you know we, we do our show and it, i mean it's no secret sort of where we live uh, politically but it's been really cool to see the soccer community uh, which is generally very very progressive uh, progressive and the people really, the soccer supporters really care about uh, about doing the right thing and and trying to uh, make that this American project be a positive thing and leave something for the next generation that is that is better than what we have now. So that uh, obviously, so that's why you vote, right? <laughs> I think it's for me. It's like really important to say, like, all right, if we became a country simply because uh, we wanted uh, no taxation without representation. They, we won, right? And now the liability is now that that victory has become a liability. We have to now fight for that representation. And like it's it, in comedy. When I started in comedy, I you know I heard someone say this, and, and it was like the greatest advice ever. It's like just because you have talent 
doesn't mean you're going to make it. Like you have to go out there and do the work because if you don't, someone with less talent is going to work harder than you and take your spot. And that's exactly what voting does. Voting is you saying your piece. That's you doing the work because if you don't vote, the next person's vote counts for more. And that's a vote that could go against your best interest. That's a, if you're like, yo, this, like I've heard growing up, it's like, yo, this community, we ain't got nothing. We ain't got this. We ain't got that. And like, as I got older, I would say to like, when was the last time you went to like a community meeting? You know what I mean? Like, oh, the pool, the pool's messed up. Like, we didn't have a pool, but it's a good example. You know, <laughs> it's dark, you know? But, <laughs> like the pool's broken, like go to the meeting and see about fixing the pool. You know what I mean? Like, do that part like you're a part of this community it's easy to just complain about things not being great versus going and doing something about it and what's the easiest thing to do is to you know push a couple buttons on a screen and you know pull a lever so do that continue to vote so the numbers continue to go up yeah and i'll also just add like they just just because you're voting for a democrat doesn't mean they're a good person right like it is it is important to to know something about uh who it is that you're voting for and i'm not gonna claim like sometimes i see like what judge who is this all right i guess i'll vote for this judge you 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 don't always know but the last few years it, it's uh it's been helpful for me to just at least be more informed know who your council person is like really know who the comptroller is like really figure out how Google all things- what a comptroller does <laughs> you know because the, the the system it, it, in my opinion is built for you to not know the rules right because you don't know since you don't know the rules and it all seems complicated you're like well whatever somebody else will handle it but if you just knew the rules uh, that that were created and what laws are are, are relevant to you know something in your life you could really uh, affect a real change and 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 have a, a, a practical change in in your life whether it's fixing the pool or getting a street light put on or something like there's there's things that actually can be done and and it requires work right and that's the thing a lot of people don't want to do work but if you are that you can't complain like alexa said it, you can't be jaded and complain if you're not willing to uh, offer up any work uh, to, to make some change they're in the meeting like we ain't got no pool what are you here complaining about <laughs> the pool's broken there it doesn't exist <laughs> but you're swimming in a hole <laughs> i think that's so important to to really say because i think when you vote things happen in your community right your voice matters your voice counts and just to let everybody know like if you are voting this year don't let this be the only year that you vote you know vote next year that's next year is a, a mayoral um election the the ne- the next year after that the 2022 that's a what um midterm midterm, midterm. election thank you um so just it's it's, it's not just one year it's every single year you go out and vote because people think that oh i voted this time i may change and it's like right. oh, like you have to vote every time so make your voice heard you know what i mean make sure that it's really the only way that we have any way of leveling the 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 level of power and balancing the level of power i should say or or leveraging having any leverage over pa- people with power is our ability to vote it's like yeah all right you you are in control right now but i'm going to go hit a couple buttons and if enough of us do that you're no longer in power and i think that's significant and i think also like Every dude I've ever met from the streets always like, yo, we got to know the rules of the game, rules of the game. Do exactly what Christian said. Look up the rules of the game because politics is another game. It's just suits is the only difference. It's like learn learn the rules of that game. Like know when those meetings are. Go to those meetings. Make your voice heard. 
know what a comptroller does. Vote for the secretary of this office. You have power. And it's because you could Google it. Like we're allowed to be a part of society, especially where we come from. And it's why a lot of people come to this country to get a new start and to get a, a better life. Part of that is our ability to vote. It's democracy, you know? Yeah, yeah. No. I think that's a very good point is using your voice for someone else. Um, when we did our voter registration day, out, I was in Brooklyn in Sunset Park and a lot of the um, parents that were out there, they were undocumented. And I want to ask them to register their vote. They'd be like, I can't because I'm undocumented. And that broke my heart because it's like they're in society, they're helping the economy themselves, but they don't have a voice for themselves. So it's me as an American citizen, I'm going to use my voice not only to do about the issues that matter to me, but issues that are going to affect society as a whole. And I think it's also a great point that we also have to kind of educate the Latino community on voting. And then also you have, they only care about our vote or ask for it when it comes to an election. They're not there in our communities when it's not an election year. And I think it's important where it's like, you need to come, you need to talk to us when, even when you don't want our vote. So when it is time, we can be like, oh, that person cares. I'm going to vote for them now. Yeah, look, there's cynicism uh, everywhere uh, in, in a lot of uh, like facets of our life. Uh, and there's no reason why, uh, you know, I'm not naive to say like, uh, you know, just it'll all work out if we vote. It's not simply that it is. It, it is more than that. It's 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 who you're voting for, why you're voting, what you want uh, to change. It's it, it. Yes, it is a civic duty, but there. There's even things you can do w without voting. You know what I mean? There is, uh, uh, you know, getting other people more just uh, aware. I mean, this is why sometimes people complain about uh, about sports and, and or social media. Of like, why well, is all political and all this stuff? But like the world is political. What you we yeah. can't escape it. I don't know what what world do you want to live in? You know, if, 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 if black athletes are are making raising their voice and saying like, hey, this is what's what's wrong. Just because they they might be rich or millionaires doesn't mean that that issue goes away, right? That that they don't have anything to worry about. Money does not solve every single problem. Absolutely, I think that's that's something interesting because I'm I'm the type of person where I like, like I said, I like to learn different cultures and and understand where like Latinos or Latinas or is it correct? To, is it correct to say Latinx? Like Latinx? Excuse me. Like, yeah, so that, that way about we should talk about this because this is like a a I think this is a much more even for uh, my generation, uh, Alexis and I's generation. This might be this is a very new thing where I I'm, think I'm 18, so I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Mad young. <laughs> yep, I, I hear it in your voice too. Man. Okay, <laughs> no, I got I got kicked in the throat at the pool. <laughs> I was at the pool. You know, we got to do something about this pool. In, 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 in Spanish, in the Spanish language, uh, obviously Latinx is not a word. Uh, we just use uh, Latina or, la, or Latino. Um, but I think the, the... But the whole language is genderized, which makes it difficult. Exactly. So I, I would say uh, it, it, it is now the inclusion of uh, English-speaking Latinos that want... Uh, that awareness for uh, non-binary or transgender, just, uh, you know, because the Spanish language is so genderized, I think that is uh, that that inclusion. So it, it, it again, these just the fact that you're asking is means that that message got to you and you're like, well, what's that? Should I say this or should I not say it? So that's an important thing because it, it is easy. Yeah. In, in Latin cultures, there is that. Uh, 
that there can exist that that machismo exists that non uh sort of recognition of 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 gay people in families and trans and things like that so it's important that we are having those conversations and and like again and there's no one answer it's, yeah it, you know it, i'm i'm not going to be offended if you say latino or latina i certainly won't be offended if you say latinx but it's not a it's not a spanish language word and i know lgbtq folks in latin america who are like we don't know what that means but when i explain like when we're talking about latin people in america it, it's a way to include everyone as opposed to because like even something like a lawyer abogado abogada like there's no no one's going to say like i'm a, i'm an abogad x you know what i mean like but there's got to be <laughs> right so like it's not i don't i'm not gonna, I don't, I'm, I'm not expecting to see that but like i think it's important to have the conversation of saying like i don't think we can change the entire language but if we could do one thing that makes people feel included we we should do it but yeah. for the purpose of this conversation I'm I'm perfectly comfortable if you say Latinos for meaning it's, everyone. It's probably more weird if you have a problem with it. Like something's wrong with you if you are yeah. raising an issue over people being like, "Hey, I just want to be acknowledged uh, of yeah. my identity." Like, all right, so, so your your only answer to that should be, "Okay, what would you like me to say?" and and move on with your life. What? Who cares? Why are you so offended by these things? I can't understand people who are like, "Oh, I gotta say they instead of he or she," and it's like. What is it? What does it bother you? Like, yo, when I was a kid, the kid next door put on a horse mask and, he, and everyone called him a horse for like two weeks. You know what I mean? He wanted to be a horse and we were fine with it. Why is that okay? Why accepted him for who he was? For two weeks, we're like, eh, you know, we were fine. It was, and everything was fine. And that person lived. If someone really believes and really feels in their heart that how you see them isn't who they are, be respectful. Why to, to me, it doesn't. So to go along with the Latinx, if someone says like, hey, whoa, Latinx, there's people. Of course. Yeah, let's switch it. But if someone's like, don't you dare say that word, it's like, then you're the one with the problem. Yeah, right. right. Yeah. Latinx includes you because that also includes assholes. You know? <laughs> <laughs> no, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Gwen, how do you feel about people using Latinx? No, yeah, I think I'm the same way. I mean, I don't care if people say Latina. I don't care if people say Latinx. Like, it doesn't. It doesn't bother me and I'm kind of with the same if it does bother you, then it's true. That's a bigger issue. Um, one thing to note, though, is I did read something. Uh, I did read something on social media that was like it wasn't a Hispanic person who came up with the term. So I think the important thing to do is you have to ask the community if they even want that to be a term, because mm -hmm. it was I, from what I read. It was a white person who was like, well, Latinx is going to be a new term. You also have to have the conversation like you can't just say that there's a term that the Latin community is going to use and you're going to call us by without asking for our permission first. Sure. So, Wasn't a Spaniard on a sailboat trying to force <laughs> It's true, though. It's like I have no problem with it, but I just think that having the conversation like it was mentioned, like you asking the question is it's 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 what you have to do. Like everyone has yeah. their own pronouns and if they want called by that then call them by that like are you really going to have a problem by saying latinx like i don't understand what yeah. would be the issue but it, it, I, like, I don't care yeah it also seems like it, it's a a bit overblown that th that people are, are upset with this like i there's not been one time in my life that in person somebody had some issue or there's been a sort of a a, a discussion it, it's just it, it, you know it's someone because... on twitter whose picture is a guy wearing oakley's taking a <laughs> selfie in a car <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all folks. of a sudden he wants to weigh in for yeah. some reason. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> no, no, absolutely. And I, and I think going just going back to the importance of like Hispanic Heritage Month. The real question is why is it so important to um to celebrate it? And do you agree with having it in two months? Would it be easier to be in one month or you guys are okay with being in two months like we talked about in the video? Well, I wouldn't have had my joke before if it wasn't in two <laughs> so, months. Th- thank you for, for doing that. Uh, yeah. look, look, I think like anything, like as long as there's um uh acknowledgement look i mean we i feel like in general there's so many not only holidays but like like this now there's a social media calendar you know it's national puppy day and it's national like every week don't you feel like online there's always i'm like yo man am i did i not buy enough gift like you know holiday cards yeah. for this like there's too much right my um, wife is mad i mean you didn't get me donuts on national donut day <laughs> Don't you love me? <laughs> it's international donut day. I wasn't aware, honey. No, I, I, look, any acknowledgement is uh, uh, is dope, and when it comes to you know, people want to feel included in the, this country, and and this 2020 has been. A, a, a fascinating year because it, it's made us all have to really look within ourselves and be introspective and and talk about race and and things you know you know I, we've been very public on our show like you know my my, my girlfriend is is white comes from like a, a you know Jewish family background Russian family background Alexis his wife is, is Italian and Jersey Italian Jersey Italian so watch out she little little Italian, <laughs> Italian but you know. so, speak look, a word of Italian but she'll knife you you know what we, I mean <laughs> we've all had to confront you know real issues and and anything that that puts a spotlight on the on how diverse this country is because that's really what i think people don't there's there's people in parts of the country that do not understand what this how this country was built what who is here how long they have been here what what bad things happened to to you know things don't just happen in a vacuum our country is a, a is the way it is because of our ancestors and our history and 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 it's okay to to sort of to accept that you know like that is a th- that's what this year has been so anytime we get to like hey everybody sit down look look who's here Look what's going on. Uh, look at you know whether it's um, you know celebrities that have that have excelled uh, in the Hispanic community, or, and just to shed uh, you know some light on that stuff, I think it's great. I could care less uh, what months it it, it spans, uh, what days. Uh, look, if we had one day, I'd be like, wow, they gave us a day. Wow, I mean, yeah. incredible. They're changing. <laughs> if we didn't have if we didn't have Hispanic Heritage Month. All we would have is the Puerto Rican Day Parade, and we'd all, <laughs> right? All we, of us would have to go and celebrate that like it's our day. <laughs> we're poor. We're Puerto Rican. Hello, right. yes. There's the Salvi section. There's the Dominican. As the Puerto Ricans come by, thank you for coming here. For- <laughs> uh, we have nothing else. <laughs> Puerto Ricans love their flag, though. I'm not Puerto Ricans, buddy. Love their flag. They put their Puerto flag Ricans flag. like at the best PR department of all time, <laughs> and, and, it's the PR, and it's the PR department. Puerto it's Rican no department. It's no mean, coincidence. The merch, the merch game alone, we can all learn something for the Puerto Rican flag. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, and, and you know, I think the most important thing is, like uh, Christian said, is to honor just 
the diversity of Hispanics, right? Like Hispanic, you can talk about how many countries we we can span to. Like it's so many countries that we can we can talk about that that deals with or goes within Hispanic Heritage Month. But I think just to shout out and just the dynamic of Hispanic Heritage Month is is kind of dope. And I think it needs to be. I feel like it needs to be more publicized more. Yeah, it's not publicized as much as Black History Month. You know, just like Asian American Month. Does anybody know what what month Asian American Month is? I do not know. That's from the that's from the twenty third of. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I thought I. They also honestly think it's April. I, I I might be wrong. I might be totally wrong. When if you want to do that research, we could do the research. But hey, look, <laughs> it, it is it, it's a real thing. But it, it, it like awareness takes uh takes time, right? Even. Even uh, even for me, like let's say, so Black History Month, I, I knew in school. I mean, we we studied uh, uh, Martin Luther King, Rosa Parks. We did the, the 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 standard stuff that is like the curriculum around the country. But it really wasn't until I was like, it had to be after college when I learned what Juneteenth was, and and there is a a, a real uh, um. Uh, you know what what what's the word like a a they they're taking away history for for a reason right whether it's whoever's writing the history books they're like oh you know what that part we did a bad thing there let's erase that let's you know, erase that so you know that that's actually true right what yes, you're saying? yes i know yeah. i know i know i'm just saying it's just like but that's a real thing uh when it when it comes to uh you know, they, they would say that the like uh, the conquerors get to write history, but we have to push past the point where we can say, "Hey, we did bad things, and there are bad things that are happening, and 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 that should uh, allow us to one, uh, you know, know our history, and then also for people not to just live in this guilt as well." like to face it and confront it so that we can actually move forward because when you're when you just feel bad it's difficult to to have any real empathy or sympathy of like this person's identity because it almost, it almost sounds like they're complaining too much you know like when people say like hey you know there's a systemic racism and it's like what are you talking about my life is hard too and stuff like that it's like you're not getting it you're not allowing yourself to really understand like why why do you think that you're that you can easily dismiss someone else's history and that's what it's easy for you because you didn't learn that you did it, that that your ancestors did anything bad and that's that's an important thing uh to to, to you know i've said it a couple of times but the, the, you know these these monthlies they might seem like oh like oh you know it, it's happening again like hispanic heritage month or it seems like uh you know it's not necessarily a holiday but it's just a time to like reflect and I, I wish more people were uh, sort of uh, aware of that. And we were talking a little bit about like the, the, that diversity with, um, with, with with Hispanic people. Look, Alexis and I were both stand up comedians. We travel. Like I, I I remember doing shows. I was doing a show in Maryland, and I remember I said on stage that I was Dominican, and I could. It was like nobody. They didn't even know what a Dominican was, right? Like it's like I, which is such a strange thing to when you travel. Like, I thought you said your name was Christian. <laughs> <laughs> like there's, there is really, uh, you know, people just don't know. And I always I would do this joke, and I'm like, oh, I'm Dominican, j just like 
the, the starting shortstop on your uh, major league baseball team or whatever. Like, and, and then like, ah, oh, okay, I get it now. It's those black people with Spanish names. Yeah. I get, I've seen those. Like that's, yeah. <laughs> that's pretty much how it is. So it, it's it, again, so the, the, having these moments is, uh, you know, and, and the, the, this time to, to kind of reflect on that stuff is the, it, it, that's the work. That's what we're all trying to do. Yeah. It's also a good opportunity for someone who doesn't maybe live around Spanish people. Like, all right, maybe you'll see a little something of our culture on TV, or maybe you'll, you know, the the commercial breaks of your local news will have, you know, celebrating Hispanic Heritage Month. Here's, you know, a local store that sells tahine. You know what I mean? Like something. You know what I mean? Like they present them with something Latino for this moment, and maybe it's just something that simple that will get you to maybe be interested in the food, and from there you can maybe understand. Hey, this food seems similar to something my pay, my people will eat. It's like, oh, that's how that happened. I've always said food is how I learned of the world, you know, from talking to friends and being like, well, you eat that. I kind of eat something similar. You know, like we could sit here and argue about who has the best benin. You know what I mean? Christian will say he does. I'll, I'll say Cuban benin is the absolute best. It's no different than my friends from, you know, uh, from Western Africa having a conversation about who has the best jollof rice. You know what I mean? Like we all have similar dish. Like that's part of it. So if Hispanic Heritage Month does one thing, it's like put your foot in the door of like, oh, maybe we should go get this type of food. Or I've never had you know, pupusas before. I've never had these style of tacos before. Oh, wait, flour, tortillas. Okay. Oh, look, now you're learning something about the culture a little bit, you know, and maybe that pushes you to, to care more, you know? Yeah. Well, no, we support that local business, you know? <laughs> no, it's true. True. Definitely support your local businesses. But going to your food point, I know, I know me and Gwen have this conversation a lot. You know, she always says that um, El Salvadorian food is way better than any other um, Spanish food <laughs> out there. Spanish yeah. food out it's there. a shame that Gwen lies to you like this. Yeah, yeah. Really? <laughs> Wait, I'm trying to, how do I exit I this said, call? I <laughs> said Salvadorian horchata is better than horchata. Oh. I never said the food. Pupusas <laughs> are probably really high up there when it comes to Spanish food. For That's sure. So, For people who don't know what a pupusa is. Pupusas before. Oh, really? Yeah. I've been telling him since last year to come with me to a Salvadorian restaurant, and he always says he's going to go, and it hasn't happened. Well, I said next year. I said next year, which is this year. And but what happened? <laughs> See, I can't go. It's the way this whole quarantine got me set up right now. You know how it is. Yo, COVID tripping. I can't go out there and get this pupusa right now. Acting mad crazy right now, you know. Yo, Cubans don't even eat pupusas. So the first time I had pupusa was there was this tiny little shop that said Catracho on the outside, and I was like, I was it was like Catracho Bakery, and I was like, I smelled like Spanish like bread, like, and I'm like, oh okay, it's a Latin bakery, and I walk in, I'm like, oh yeah, Nino, you're like mad Cuban, and they were like, who is this guy? Like we don't understand you, and then they spoke to me, I'm like, yo, that sounded a little sing songy. Like, I'm like, you Mexican? And they're like, oh, yeah, Catracho. I was like, what does that mean? And like, in that conversation, like, pupusa is not something we eat in my culture. It's just, you know, my culture has, it's, it, it has, it doesn't have like the, the ancient Latin that like, that North America, Central America has. It has, it's much more like 
French and, and, and Spanish. So like my food is like a lot of rice, a lot of meats on stuff. Like never do we do like flour stuff or, or stuff like that. So like, you know, seeing them slap it back and forth, I'm like, yo, is there beans in that? Like, yo, I need a, oh, that's a party right there. So like I ate like seven the first time I had one because you're like, you think they're pancakes, you know, you're like, I like a big stack, you know, <laughs> like, let's go. Uh, but like, I, I've never had, El Salvadoran horchata. What's the difference between that and Mexican horchata? All right. So uh, El Salvadoran horchata is more like there's more cinnamon in it. And I feel like the Mexican one is a little bit more like watery while yeah. like you can taste more. I feel like the grains of it, like it's more thicker. It's, it's obviously not like a smoothie. It's yeah, yeah. liquid, but you just can feel the texture more. And it just feels more, in my opinion, more flavorful because it has more cinnamon in it. Ah, I think one great example of just understanding, and we made a shirt out of this, just how different the Latin cultures are. Christian and I are in Dallas. We did it. We did an event in Dallas. And the dude that's with us is from El Salvador. He's from, he's the dude that does our merch. He's from California. So he's with us. And we're in a Mexican restaurant getting breakfast tacos, which breakfast tacos aren't a thing I'm hearing. I'm always like, it's, it's eggs and a taco. You guys are stupid. And then I tried it. I'm like, oh no, these are fire. I was wrong. So we had to go back, and one of us got an horchata. I don't know who. I think it might have been Christian. I did, yeah. yeah. I did. And the lady's like, the lady comes up to us, and she's like, popote. And I was like, excuse me? Because in Cuban culture, popote is like, for, like if you're young, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's like a nickname for a certain type of sexual act. So you're, I was like, <laughs> pardon me, ma'am? <laughs> uh, very married. You know? <laughs> also, we're in a restaurant I think, that goes against health code. Uh, and she was like, both and I was like, huh? And I look at Christian and he's like, I don't know. Uh, and and the other dude that's with us, Elvis, he's like, it's a straw. And I go, no, that's absorbente. And Christian goes, sorbeto, like correcting me. I'm like, I don't know what you said. I don't know what she said. I know straw, absorbente. And Christian's like, sorbeto. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And he's like, that's what it's called in Dominican Republic. I'm like, no, it's absorbente. We all say absorbente. And the lady was like, I got to get back to work. Do you want a straw? And I was like, popote. And she handed him a straw. And I was like, I would have never, I had no idea. We looked it up. There's 17 different words for straw in 22 countries that make up Latin America. Really? Yeah, yeah. It's it's ridiculous. I don't know how that <laughs> and popcorn, th those two have just like yeah. slipped through the cracks. Wait, There's a lot of that. Oh, wait, Alexis, how do you say popcorn? Popcorn is uh, Rosita de Maí. Okay, oh. Christian? Uh, wait, what? Uh, I don't know. Don't you say that with what, the fry? No, uh, we, we used to say... Um, the the name it was uh contufa what was it called it was like it was like the name of the br it was like the brand gotcha. that we used to say but they, that's a, like another one but uh but I don't remember I I, I remember having popcorn but I, I feel like my mom would just butcher like the way my mom would say like conflé like conflé we know yeah. what conflé is it's it's obviously you don't, it, we that's not a word in Spanish but uh, you know when when you're in the US uh you, you just sort of adapt and that's been like a, that's like a common New York thing but also like bistec is a word we all say and that's just beefsteak but that's a real word yeah but bistec is the spanishized version of beef steak so like sometimes yeah, we we butcher the word. Sometimes it becomes official. They put, they put it in the... This is so interesting. It's, I think this is so interesting because I feel. What well, like... is it in El Salvador, by the way? Yeah, yeah I was about to ask Gwena. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I but to be okay, I'm gonna just clear this out now. I'm not the best at Spanish. Gotcha. I don't really know Spanish well. I mean, like I can understand it 100 speaking wise. I have an accent, 
But the reason why is because like my parents were more like trying to Americanize us. So we're not yeah. discriminated against as much as other people, which messed us up. And then also, like you said, with the straws is like, sometimes I don't even know if I'm saying the word like Salvadorian say or how Puerto Ricans say or how, because my dad, like we're around our neighborhood. There was, in, well, back in the day in Williamsburg, there was a lot of Puerto Ricans, Dominicans. Yeah. So he would say it like a Puerto Rican would say, and I'll grow up thinking that's how Salvadorians say, and then I realized that's completely not how we yeah, say yeah. it. But you have to you like you cultures. You adapt, right? Like even yeah. if you, I I went to like uh, I went to Ireland a couple years ago, and all of a sudden I, I like my voice starts to change, and I'm like, what am I talking like, y'all? I don't. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's true. That's, that's just, true. it happens for me, especially when I'm around Colombians. It's just like. I, I, I Colombian the Colombian accent will take over your yeah, accent. Yeah, it is. If there's more than five of them. <laughs> Same thing with Dominicans. Like, if a Dominican is talking to me, they'll be like something simple, like "Oh yeah, get it a a la bodega." And if there's like six of them, all of a sudden I'm like, "Oh yeah, chico, get it a la bodega." And I'm like, "Why am I? <laughs> I'm hurting my neck." That's how it is, no, man. But, um, also, that that happens to me even when I go to Manchester. Like when I'm around a lot of English people, like I get like this English accent. And Gwen can contest this when I come when I came back to, to New York. I was speaking to it with like a Mancunian accent. <laughs> yeah. I was like, um, you know, I went to Manchester. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Gwen is like, oh man, he came back bougie. Damn, <laughs> like, didn't expect that. The accent in there, I'm like. How did that come from? Yeah, so shows up. He's like, "You're right. You're right. <laughs> you are." Right. You changed. Um, and you know, this, this is a great uh, leadway into like the next topic. Um, as you know, I'm a big, big city fan. Um, and I know that both of you guys, uh, Alexis, you're an Arsenal fan. Mm -hmm. Um, I can hear the cheers. I can hear the cheers in the background. <laughs> And uh, Kristen, you're an Ever Everton fan. Yeah. And so how did you both get into first soccer and then um, to to the clubs, to those clubs? For me, it was all like I grew up in a neighborhood that was wildly Caribbean. And, Big you know, I mean, like you get a group of Jamaicans and a group of Trinidad, like the way they solve things is like, all right, get a ball. You know what I mean? Like we don't play this game. And like soccer was just like, I was like, all right, soccer is a part of what everyone does. But as a Cuban person, baseball is like king. You know what I mean? So I was like, all right, everybody play soccer. I play baseball. And then I tried to play baseball. And it turns out I'm not good at baseball. I was actually a really good catcher, but like I didn't want to do that forever. Just, just sitting there in a squat position while people throw balls at me. Like that's not exciting. So I started to play a little bit more soccer. But I also grew up around a lot of Brazilians and a lot of Portuguese. And it's like soccer was like each neighborhood would have like – Arguments between like schools, arguments between groups of friends, and then it was like soccer. You know, and I was I was like, so I was like, how do I get involved in that one? That seems like the least violent one. You know what I mean? So I was like, how do I get involved in that one? And I just started playing a little bit more soccer. But the way I became an Arsenal fan was my friends who lived in the Ironbound, which were the Brazilians and the Portuguese. They and I lived in the North Ward. We would meet in downtown, which now downtown's beautiful. Back then, downtown was desolate. The only thing that was open was a bar that was for the firefighters. So it was all Irish guys hanging out there. And a lot of them would watch Manchester United. And that would there was only really two teams that I ever really saw was Manchester United and Arsenal. So they would always make fun of us when we went in there to like use the bathroom or we asked for water because they were, you know, drunk at two, you know what I mean? Watching a soccer game. 
but I would always, if they made fun of us, I would make fun of them back, you know, which certainly helped becoming a comedian is building those shops. But they all loved Manchester United. So I said, fine, I'll be a fan of the other team just to annoy them even more. And they used to ask me like, oh, did you see the game? You know, and I'm like, no, I don't even have cable. Like, how am I supposed to watch this? But um, one of them came back from Europe and got me an Arsenal jersey. And I was like, it, like, it was like the most heartwarming thing. And I was like, oh, man, I wish I still had it. But uh, it just it, I was like, that's it. I'm connected to the team now. So like when I would go visit my cousin in the city, if I couldn't find him, we didn't have cell phones. If I couldn't find him, I'd just go hang out at those like magazines of the world shops. You know what I mean? For like an hour or two until I could go back to his building and see if he was there. And I would see like Arsenal was doing really well. So they'd be on the back of like the British newspapers and they'd be on like the British sports magazines and stuff. And I'm like, it just became like very real. Like, oh my God, like the team that I picked out of nowhere is like actually really good. And that was it. That was it. I was hooked. That's awesome. And for me, the it was the FIFA video game. I, I started playing uh, probably, I feel like it was, the, so the first one I really, really played was the, the World Cup version in 98. And uh, and then by 2001, I was it was like on PlayStation 2 uh, and I got, became really good at the game. And that's when I kind of learned about all the players. And I started I worked at a GameStop in Bay Ridge, Brooklyn, and uh, like three of the guys there. One one was Puerto Rican and was a huge Barcelona fan. The other uh, he was one of my best, best friends still uh, is he was Colombian. And and he was a, a just a, a friend like Millonarios, and he would kind of explain to me about Colombian soccer and all this other stuff. So I like I like knew about like Colombian soccer before I knew about Premier League or anything else. Um, but that that was it, the game. And then uh, you know uh, my Colombian friend, he's the one who, who took me to my first soccer game ever. I saw Real Madrid uh, against Roma in Giant Stadium. It was one of those like uh, exhibition matches. And once I saw that. That's it. I just got addicted to the sport uh, ever since. Um, and yeah, and and, and this, that's why it even seems even crazier that I'm Dominican, Alexis is Cuban. How in the world did, did they give us a TV show? It makes no... About soccer. About soccer. <laughs> it makes no sense. It just makes... <laughs> it, was, it was a part of the cards. <laughs> yeah. I, oh, and then uh, I am an Everton fan. And the way I... I, I didn't really watch the, the Premier League. And... Uh, it wasn't until we started doing the uh, the podcast. It's like that, by episode four, he picked Everton, right? Yeah, yeah. I was just like, oh, I don't know who to pick. Um, and then Everton had American players, right? That Landon Donovan, I played there. Uh, uh, Tim Howard was already there. And I'm like, all right, I, I like these guys from the World Cup. Right. I, I don't have any connection to anybody else. I And, and, and that's it. And that's it. Yeah, that's that's super dope. I think. And now we're at the top of the table. Okay, we are crushing it. All right, I just like you planned. <laughs> <laughs> this is all my bad. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get Hamas in five years. <laughs> um, Gwen, do you do you watch the Prem at all or not? <laughs> I only started getting into soccer maybe ten years ago. It was the Women's World Cup. I don't know if it's exactly, it's not exactly 10 years ago, but yeah, because I mean, like I said, growing up in Williamsburg with Puerto Ricans, Dominicans, like baseball is life and everyone who knows like Salvadorian national team is trash is like non-existent basically. So it's like, can't really hey, they're trying them. their best. Okay. Don't be so harsh. <laughs> they're trying their best, but it's like, and then, you know, I try to go for like the U.S. national team and then we know the situation with them. So then it's yeah, like, I, I started watching like women's soccer and 
I hated soccer before because I was like a baseball girl. And then now I kind of don't like baseball. After, after you like tap into soccer, you're like, wow, that's boring as hell. Like I'm yeah. going to stick to soccer. I and can't like, watch a full baseball game. I'm like 90 minutes, guys. Stay out there. Let's finish. <laughs> Why are we pausing so much? Yeah. Whatever the score is after 90 minutes, that's the game. Yeah. All right. We thought about two innings. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody bats once, and we go home. <laughs> and, and also, Gwen is because of Jack Harrison, right? Okay, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. I get it. No, he gives me butterflies too, Gwen. Don't, don't let him judge you. Okay? Stop acting like I didn't almost get a man bun. <laughs> My dude makes it look good. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Um, and he got so- a Latina girlfriend, yo. He does. Yeah, he learned a little something in the Bronx. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, he learned a little something from being a part of, of New York City. Um, he was like, diversity? I don't yeah. Know. yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm a fan. Yeah. <laughs> it says on his, like, Tinder, if you don't know what a hookah is, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I can't be with you. <laughs> okay, you're gonna re- eliminate a lot of people that don't get it. They don't. They don't. Okay, so um, as I know, I, I'm enjoying myself, but I know that something it has to come to an end. But during our ending um, segment, uh, we usually do final thoughts, um, and. You know, we we just say what's what's on our mind at the time um, about the episode, and so if you want to have any final thoughts to tell the our viewers about Hispanic Heritage Month or anything that you guys would like to know, let them know. Excuse me. Okay. Uh, I, you know what? I, I'll just say that really just makes me think of. I mean, we we got to do a uh, an event. Um, we were hosting a virtual fundraiser uh, with NYCFC uh, and city in the community and, and, and essential workers. And, and I'll, I'll be honest, like I, I definitely knew about city in the community. I follow you and I see and like, I, you know, I would see, you know, when they, they, you guys would open a pitch and everyone be involved. Kwame, I would always see you around. Gwen, I would see you around. And then honestly, doing that really let me know, uh, you know, that th- it, this isn't just like a, side project for nycfc that it, it, it these are you guys are real people doing real work uh, uh on the front line really helping the the community and even like i i grew up in sunset park like when i saw the pitch open at at, at the school in sunset park that really made me feel like yo this is like again we talk about really directly helping the community and there are people that are doing that you know when we think of nycfc we think a city football group and this giant organization and all this stuff, but it's like when it trickles down, it's just like it's us. It's us people really trying to to give back, trying trying to help out, trying to succeed in our own lives. And, and hearing uh, a lot of the people from city city in the community really talk about how much helping help them uh, made me realize even more. Like yo, soccer, it, it, yeah, it's a game or whatever, but it's just it offers something else that the other sports do not, man. I, I was obsessed with basketball and baseball and everything as a kid. But soccer is the thing that has connected me to other human beings in a, in a different way. Uh, so I just want to applaud you guys for, for what you do, because I know you guys help uh, kids, you help adults. You really do a, a lot of work for the community. So just like if people don't understand, like. You know, it's not just an Instagram account. You guys do actual stuff, and it's real people behind it that that are really uh, giving back. So, so thank you to you guys. Appreciate yeah, it. and I want to piggyback on what he just said and just say, like, you know, over the last few uh, months, I've had to hear a lot of people uh, say, like, New York is dead, and I've had to 
you know, part of me that obviously like first you, you hear that you like anger, you know, angry is the first thing because I'm from somewhere that no one cared about. So like, I get it. I get where that comes from. And I, I knew anger was going to be my first reaction to it. And then I had to sit and marinate in that. And, you know, in your life, if there's children listening to this, or if there's younger people listening to this, like in your life, people are going to tell you, this is who you are because we've seen you be this way. Don't ever, don't ever, re don't ever think you don't have the opportunity to change. Tomorrow is a completely different day. If there's something you're doing now that you don't want to do tomorrow, just don't do it. And that it's fine. And look, there's going to be repercussions. There's repercussions for everything. Every decision you make, if you're going to make left or a right, something different will happen because you made that left or you made that right. So that's just what life is like. You have the ability to change. When I grew up, no one cared about Newark. Newark didn't care about Newark. The mayor didn't care about Newark. The only people who cared about Newark were the people who lived in it. So if you live in the city or if you know someone who lives in the city, you are a part of New York. So to say that New York is dead is absolute garbage because you're there. And when I see people making positive changes in the community and people trying to make sure that New York stays afloat, I think of so many friends that own small businesses and restaurants and pizza places. Primarily what I think of is some of the charities that Christian and I have worked with, like South Bronx United, that have sort of kicked it into a different gear and started doing even more for the community when they're probably struggling just as much as everyone else. And I want to give you guys uh, a lot of credit as well. Uh, what you guys are doing and what you do with this platform, when you have something as big as, as NYCFC and City Football Group, and they say, we want to do something and be a part of the community, everyone says that. But to watch what that's manifested itself into and to see people who really care about the community, like like you, Kwame, like you, Gwen, like Chelsea, and, and all the folks that work with you, and to see how folks like Mark, who's not even from here, how much he cares and wants to be a part of New York, that's what lets me realize, like, I wasted time being angry when people said that, because that's just people who don't know, or people who came here to live their little bubble life, long-term vacationers, as I like to call them, domestic foreigners, and went back to their home and their secondary cities, and who cares? I don't care about your blog. I don't care about your Instagram account. Be gone, my dude. You're never going to get a good slice ever again. Like, we... We are the reason why this city won't die. And when Christian and I are trying to help people and do other things, you guys are also doing the same thing. And you're the reason why New York will never die. And everyone listening to this is the reason why New York will never die. It may change. It may continue to adapt. That may happen. We had to change after September 11th. Things change here. But we're never going to go away. And a lot of that is because there's people like you guys who make it a point every day to try to help somebody. And it's amazing. Well, Alexis, you're making me feel bad about my house in the Hamptons, bro. Why, yeah. dude? I'm trying. <laughs> Don't get out of our city. <laughs> um, appreciate that from both of you, really. It means a lot, um, honestly. Um, Gwen? Yeah, thank you, guys. That means a lot. Um, I think for me is um, educating yourself on Hispanic culture. Um, I think there's like a stereotype on why we come here and how we come here. And some of it might may be true, but it's also like educating yourself and hearing people's story. I mean, people don't know why we even come here. I mean, my parents personally came here during the Salvadorian Civil War in the 80s. And the reason why they came here is for two stories that might be very similar to other people. My mom's school was sadly bombed when they were in class and she miraculously survived. And my dad was kidnapped once thinking he was a part of the enemy lines and tortured for three days. And people don't know that, but they don't dig deep and try to figure out like, we're trying to escape to have a better life. If people took the time to educate themselves, have these conversations like we did, like mentioned before, like every Spanish country is super different. We have a lot of similarities, but the way that we come here, the, our background is completely different. And I just think that if we just educate ourselves and like New York City, like it's so diverse and we're able to coexist, we're able to live amongst each other, we're able to hang out with different cultures and 
yeah, there might be some issues and whatever, but it's like at the end of the day, we're New Yorkers. And I think that if other people had that mindset, then this country as a whole and the world would just be a completely different place. So I just think it's like, just take the time to get to know people and their, and their story. Yeah, you know, I just want I just want to say like for for Hispanic Heritage Month, what we should do is add like a a, a hashtag challenge, like the talk to a Latino challenge. You know, just like and that goes Please for everybody. Do I don't want it, anyone to talk to me. <laughs> it goes it goes for everybody. If, even if you're Latino, you have to talk to a different Latino from a different ethnic background. If you are white, you got to talk to a Latino of any. You know, you got to figure it out. So that that if could you're be Latino, a, you got to talk to a Latino from two dip from at least two countries <laughs> away from you. Don't be Puerto Rican and talk to a Dominican. You guys talk all the time. Exactly. All right. <laughs> we argue on the subway already. Go find a Honduran. <laughs> you know? And that Honduran better be talking to someone from Paraguay. <laughs> so true. So true. And I, and I agree with um, what you guys said. Um, first, I have to do the plug. Of course, follow the Soccer Cooligans at Soccer Cooligans on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Everything, 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 yeah. everything. Just follow them on everything, on every platform. Soccer Cooligans. Also follow us at CITC underscore NYC on Instagram and Twitter, on Facebook, CITC NYC. And then, of course, YouTube, um, City in the Community NYC. First, I would like to do a fact check real quick. I totally lied to you guys um, about Asian American Month. Um, it is not in April. Okay. It is in May. Okay. It's in hey. May. All right. You were close. I was close. Uh, right. So all of May is Asian American month. So shout out to shout out to them. Um, My great grandfather Chinese. I should know that. <laughs> it's true. Oh, is it really? Yeah, yeah. Cuba's wild diverse. You know, I'm, my great grandfather Chinese, and that's on the side that. My grandmother, it's my grandmother's father, and she's she's black, so she's black and Chinese. Wow. Or Afro-Cuban and Chinese. Of course. And it was like, you know, just wild mix. And no one knows where my grandfather is because he was like uh he was like an orphan, but gotcha. Who knows? Wow. That's that's crazy. Um that's so dope. I think being a part of the Caribbean, Hispanic, um, it's we are so diverse. Like we have so much color in our, us. Celebrate it. So yeah. Um, and so one thing I will say is not all Hispanics are Mexicans and and <laughs> I need to understand. No, seriously, like we need to understand that Hispanics are totally different from each other. Are totally yeah. um, and that's the beauty of uh, of it. Um, and I think that I've learned so much from you guys because, you know, like I said, I joke around and say I'm 2.5 Spanish, but I have no Spanish in me. <laughs> I know of. Um, but it's just really enlightening for me to understand how different each country is. Like, I did not know that there's different, like, words for, for just the same things. Yeah, yeah, the same yeah. things. It's so weird. Um, so... Just wanted to to thank you guys uh, on that and and yeah that's that's it really um, I'm still trying to learn more about the culture um, but I appreciate both Alexis and Christian for hopping on of course Gwen um, for being co-host but uh, appreciate you both thank you so right, right. Nice. thank you so much for having us on honestly it's uh, in honor we really appreciate it Absolutely. thank you man until next time y'all peace and love y'all. <laughs>